What's up, filmmakers and moviegoers? This is Zach. And Eric. And we are The Easy Podcast. Thanks for listening to us. This week, we're talking John Wick 3, Mm -hmm. Parabellum, but I don't really like the subtitle. Jodani. Jodani. Russian Mm. background. Got some backstory in this, which was kind of nice. Like, really? But let's be honest. Let's be honest. Do we really need a backstory? No, we just want... We just want gunfights. They went right for the juggler, oh, right goodness. out of the. I mean, ten seconds out of the gate, bam! I mean, it was they, it, it was fantastic. Yeah, you you don't go to John Wick for a story arc. You, no, you you just there was don't. more than I thought there would be. <laughs> there Actually, is a little more yeah. backstory, more character development. It was definitely more of a character development for John. But before we get to John Wick three. Uh, what do you, uh, what, 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 you yeah, what nope, have I been doing? Nope. What have you been watching? On. You know I'm, it. I've been watching Endgame. Yeah. I watched it twice. You couldn't escape I it. I didn't want to ask. I know. But here we are. Here we are. I haven't watched anything else. So I guess just you talk about Endgame for another 20 minutes. Nope, not going to do it. All right. What's, uh, it, what's it at now? 15? It is number 15. Number yeah. 15 by yeah. the time of this recording. Yeah. That's well, crazy. By the time people are listening, it'll probably be 16 or 17. I'm, I'm going for 22. I wish you could see me rolling my head right now. <laughs> the eyes went and Just, then the head went and then the shoulders. Oh my goodness. He's on the floor. <laughs> yeah. But besides that, uh, l- let's talk about uh, just a couple quick gear things. I guess just yeah. one, really. Yeah. The Osmo Action was announced. The yeah. GoPro. The, the, the DJI slash GoPro camera. Yeah. Uh, watching quite a few videos talking about it. Mm-hmm. I watched one that I thought was really good. Um, and then I watched a few other ones that I was a little less impressed with it by. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't sound like it's so much a... Um, a step up from the GoPro seven. It just sounds more like it's a step sideways. But from what I hear, the stabilization and I mean, from the things that I've, I've seen in videos and people that have done reviews on it is, is kind of superior. Yeah. The stabilization does seem really nice and it's, is it software or it's not optical? Cause that would be the actual lens stabilization. It's software. Yeah. Based, it's a right? digital, it's digital a digital stabilization, stabilization which man, it, you know, for a long time, I've been, it's like, you're, you're not going to replace a mechanical optical. It's just the stabilization that you're going to get in that sense is just going to be a lot more solid. Digi- I, I never thought we would get to this place where a digital software process for the imaging in real time as you're recording. In would, a camera would, that can fit would, in your palm. Yeah, I n- never thought we would get here. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah, I'm actually excited for this kind of stuff to start showing up in like iPhone yeah. cameras. Yeah. You know, uh, because right now there's still that you still have that jello when you're trying to, when you shoot any sort of iPhone footage with your well, with your from, hand. Here's the interesting part from the iPhone 10 and up, there is a small level of optical mechanical stabilization. Right. There's a there's a it, the cameras are actually floating on a little cushion thingy. That I don't know what the technical term is for that. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so there's a, there's actual mechanical stabilization in it. But the, the major- software though is the future. The majority of it is yeah. is digital and software process. But yeah, wow. It's I haven't seen anything as good. I thought the seven, the GoPro seven, was really great. It is. It, it is. It's amazing. But this Rocksteady was like. I didn't even know it would be possible. And here, this is interesting, and I wonder if it has anything to do with the timing. So I get this this pop pop up ad for GoPro in my in my news feed that says 
trade in your old digital camera and it could be an old GoPro like one that's trash and doesn't even work. I've and they'll give one. you a hundred dollar credit oh, wow. towards the new one. Which is five hundred dollars. Um, well, the silver, they, they had actually, and then they dropped the price on top of that. So the silver you could get this GoPro seven silver was like one ninety nine, and the black was two ninety nine after you traded in the camera. Oh, and, it after, was like, okay. and it was like, wait, what? Like I can get the seven for 300 bucks. So with, without it though, it's $400, right? Three ninety nine, And yeah. then the, the DJI Osmo pocket or sorry, not pocket. And this is confusing. Now. Action, Osmo yeah. action is <laughs> 349 right so it's 50 bucks cheaper yeah and arguably arguably uh equal so i i would i would just go with the dji if 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 it was 50 dollars that i didn't have to spend and I, or i wanted to spend 50 dollars on some indie now, filters here's, here's the yeah the indie filters if you have for a gopro if they make them i haven't seen them they yeah they do um but they won't fit because the 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 lens housing is not square; it's round, which is cool. I, you know, um, yeah, lenses have been around for. Uh, but here's the years. here's the burning question: Will all the accessories work with the DJI camera if you've already invested a few hundred dollars in in GoPro? It accessories? does. It does have the same mount on the bottom it as does. the GoPro. Yeah, it's the exact same. Um, so you can, the, the little screw pin yeah. uh, option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can use all of your GoPro accessories with the, the cages won't fit because yeah. obviously the body is different, but the, uh, that little three tooth yeah. thing uh-huh. that you put a screw through it is the same wow. as the GoPro. So they knew what they were doing. GoPro pr- should have probably like patented that screw technology. They didn't. I guess not because I mean, well, I mean, DJ is doing it. Either that or they're licensing it. Oh yeah. So yeah. I, I, you're not wasting money by moving over to this. Like if you had a hero five or a hero six, even yeah. And you're thinking about upgrading, just go to the DJI. Yeah. It sounds like the user interface is better. The rock steady, smooth optical or digital stabilization seems yeah. better. Um, the only thing that I, you know, maybe, and I think this will be fixed in firmware, but a lot of the reviews were this saying that the DJI was a little too sharp, like in, oh, in yeah. the camera itself, yeah, the digital, which was weird because a f- couple reviewers were like, yeah, the detailing is better. And I, look, I don't want to put certain YouTubers on blast, but a couple of them, I'd, it <laughs> felt like they didn't understand what like digital sharpening was. Uh huh. One of them, I was really surprised to hear him think that it was superior in, in okay. more detail. I got to know who this was. <laughs> You're not throwing him under the bus, but maybe a little. I just have to know. Well, it was Peter McKinnon. Really? Yeah. He was like, he was comparing it to the seven and he was like, look, and he was showing like a detailed shot of like some brick or something. And he goes, yeah, the, the DJI just has more detail in the edges. And I'm like, yeah, that, that. Hmm. Isn't what that means because you're doing a sharpening, an artificial sharpening right. in camera, right. which DJI has kind of always been known to do. Yeah. Especially with their drones. So then the first thing people do whenever they get the cameras or the drones is they turn the sharpening down to like negative three. Yeah. The only thing, the issue with the, the action right now is that it doesn't have custom settings. Mm. That'll be a firmware update. Right. I yeah. guarantee it. Yeah. Um, 
but it is artificial sharpening. It's like taking your your footage in Premiere and then going to the sharpening tool sure. and cranking it 50%. Yeah, Photoshop, same thing. Yeah, yeah. it isn't real. Yeah, it's, it's not actual th- sensor yeah. detail. Yeah. I don't know. It was just really strange, especially coming from him, who I thought had a better understanding. Well, he... It was I, just weird. I would say maybe maybe he didn't hadn't thought about that aspect in that type of camera because I would say at least... I mean, following him for two years... And, um, you know, his, I mean, he rolls around with, with this big, massive one DX yeah. to, to vlog. <laughs> right. That seems a little excessive, but yeah. <laughs> Which is bananas to me. And I get it because of the, the high frame rate capability over other cameras. And he's a Canon guy, which I'm a Canon guy too. Um, and that's really where more his wheelhouse is, is in, in, you know, the DSLR world. So I, I would give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm sure he's well aware that, um, it just probably didn't come across in that. And he doesn't use action cameras a lot as far as, you know, shooting B-roll, which he's known as the B-roll king. Right. So anyway, just, just, you know, defending Peter a little bit there, but, uh, (laughs) Um, and if, and if I need to cut this out so that we don't ruin a possibility of having Peter on the, on the show, then I will. But it was just, it was a little surprising to see, um, because knowing what I know and, and, and I have a, a lot of experience in, in color grading and, and post sharpening, especially yeah. from coming from the original old MP4 GoPro right. days. And it's like, oh, this is soft and then cranking it up and then yeah. seeing the damage that it does. And. Yeah, uh, just I was just surprised. I was surprised to yeah, see that. Yeah, and that's not really throwing him under the bus. It could be just how he communicated it was was uh, not clear in that particular. But and, and he just might not have been aware on that particular because it's so new. You know, yeah, and I don't really, know if these guys got like pre production versions or not because all of these reviews of the were from a few months do, ago. Yeah. So it could have been less intense now yeah. or then than it is now. Um, because some of the ones that were, they were like reviews, like they just got it in their hands right. and then they were talking about it. The post or the, the pre sharpening was really bad. So yeah, all that to be said, um, there's a new Batman. Well, you know, um, it was only a matter of time before the vampire turned into a bat. And who is that? Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Twilight's own, but he's been in a lot of stuff since that has actually been very good yeah he's a great actor yeah he's a great actor i mean he's also going to be in nolan's next film he's the lead in that so this dude is just on a trajectory yeah yeah uh, of, of just going up so it, yeah i people that are like oh gosh the twilight guy is going to be batman it's like well yeah well, i mean he kind of you know and the paycheck guy was batman yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah Ugh. We talked a little bit about this on the way in and just the, the I have a hard time with the, such high turnover. There's there's no, I mean, I really resonated with Christian Bale. I mean, of course, it was Chris Nolan behind all of that. And then obviously Heath Ledger with, with Joker. But there's no emotional equity like there is in the MCU. I mean, and I want that. Like, I want keep pick a Batman and keep them for a while. Yeah. I mean, we've had six different Batmans in the last fifteen or twenty years. Twenty years, yeah. So, well, it's interesting to me because, like, I I feel like before the MCU, I didn't have a problem with it. Batman was just a character that was always played by somebody else. Yeah. And just like James Bond, 
Right. You like didn't, I always you felt didn't, it was, didn't really matter who the actor was sure. as long as it was the story being told. But y- y- the MCU ruined it. Well, and that was me. the difference for many years. That was the difference between TV and and the big screen. The yeah. big screen, you would always have different actors playing. You you could have the same type of role or even the same character, but it's a different actor every time. So that wasn't unusual. So it didn't feel weird. N- now, because Marvel slash Disney has done such a fantastic job with sowing that that emotional equity between the characters the actors and the audience yeah understanding the importance yeah and now you know it's like that's why here we are we're back to we're back to the mcu i'm sorry this does bring up a good point i mean here here we are again with you know this this film that's only been out for three weeks that's already the second all-time grossing film of all time yeah yeah so and and we're hoping it to be the first but yeah and it's that and it's so we're talking about filmmaking we're talking about a new era in filmmaking and developing that I think the emotional equity between the audience and the actors that are playing those characters is what's really making the difference. Yeah. I mean, in using the television, you know, way of thinking. Yeah. Because you, you feel for, uh, you know, breaking bad, like you feel for white, Dwight, Dwight, uh, Walter White. Walter White. You feel for Walter White when yeah. you're watching Breaking Bad or, you know, Jesse Pinkman. And yeah, exactly. You, because you yeah. built up seven seasons, six seasons, whatever, how many ever it was. But the other thing that's different about this is we're so aware now of like the, the behind the scenes that I wonder if that's also jading us. For sure. Because, you know, back in the 90s, you didn't necessarily know. I mean, unless you unless you were really looking for it, you didn't know all the ins and outs of why Kilmer was left, why why George Clooney was raised in this Batman, and then right. why he left and why all the big issue with that and uh, Schumacher and all that stuff. But now it's like we know that there was issues at Warner and issues right. at DC and issues with Ben Affleck. Yeah. And then now Matt Reeves and who uh, is directing the Batman, uh, I believe is the title of it, but, and it's going to take place in the nineties, which is weird. Yeah. Um, but I, I think they can make it work. I think Robert Pattinson is an interesting choice. I think he's a good choice. It's going to mm-hmm. be a situation where, uh, Heath Ledger, you know, was obviously one of the best jokers we've ever seen. We haven't seen a whole lot of them, but you know, he's, he is one of the best and well, and Joaquin Phoenix is giving a stab at it. Coming well, that's up true. Here. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. <clears throat> yeah. And it, it looks, I mean, it's a totally, at first, when I saw the trailer for for the new Joker, I was like, Phew. "I'm like, I can't, I can't have a different like Heath Ledger is the epitome of of Joker, and and anybody that would try to follow that up, I mean, Jared Leto in Suicide Squad, and it just didn't, it it, it didn't hit. It was, I mean, I appreciate the effort, and he tried to take more of kind of a punk rock spin on it, which, which was cool. He tried to put his own, you know. Yeah. I mean, props for it trying to be something else. Yeah. But, but it wasn't the right, it was, you know, too soon. (laughs) Too soon. Yeah. And too soon might be too soon forever. I don't know. But I, and, and since I've seen that trailer, probably half a dozen times now, you know, with some different cuts, I'm like, Hmm, this is, this is a very different element of the Joker and just the psychological aspect. And Joaquin Phoenix is an amazing actor. Uh, and yeah, so, so I'm good. like, I, I'm like, mm, okay, I'm, I'm willing to, 
willing to, you know. I have more set aside my my issues. Yeah, you know? I have more interest in the Joaquin Phoenix than in like than I ever did in the Jared Leto. Yeah, one. Yeah, and because like if you if you look back at like the history of Heath Ledger's Joker, like people were up in arms when he got cast, and then now like you can't not picture him as one of the Jokers. And but the issue that I had was like you cast Jared Leto and I was like, uh and then they released that image with the tattoos and he's got it yeah. all over his face and I'm like, oh this is if they would have played more into like some like backstory and, and built that character again, story, built that character as not like this weird secondary, even third character in Suicide Squad, like yeah. wasn't even a main character in it, then I think we would have understood him and been okay with the tattoos more and the, and the, and the style right, that yeah. they went with. But it just comes across as like this try hard, you it, know, again, post Malone wannabe. And, yeah. and not, you know, I hate to slam DC, but they give me so much ammunition to do it. <laughs> this is the thing. And, and, and it's like, okay, let's, let's learn from each other and find out, okay, how do we build this um, emotional equity in the, with the audience? Cause the audience is the one that's buying the tickets to come to see it. Yeah. And so, you know, it's not just release schedule. It's not just, you know, your big marketing budget. It's not just, you know, your big Hollywood studio. It, it's it's also, not just the name. Yeah. Not anymore. No. No, not you can't. You're not going to get people flocking to the theaters because you have Batman in the title. Yeah, and I think you know you had Tobey Maguire for Spider-Man for the first three. Yeah, when they when they did that, and I was like, okay, hot, yeah, now we're now we're getting somewhere. And then then it wasn't Tobey Maguire anymore, and and that's fine. I understand the actor wants to move. You know, he wanted to move on and do something different and not be um typecast or pigeonholed and known as you know this particular which like pat pattison's case it's you know edward cullen in mm -hmm. twilight so right you know, yeah he and, didn't want to get typecast that he immediately moved on to these weird indie flicks but it was a great series and i think yeah. i think now and, and it's interesting because we have 2000 late 90s to 2000 and you know through current we have social media and we have all like you were mentioned you know all the behind the scenes stuff and the drama that is now readily available instantly on your on your mobile device that's in your pocket where you didn't have that before so this the the psychological aspect of social media disconnecting the emotion from you know regular friendships and relationships to to put that emotional equity in your film in your series in that whole thing it becomes way more important today oh yeah than it ever did before yeah because word of mouth kills now right i mean it'll, yeah, because it'll it's word of twitter you. And, yeah you know yeah you're done yeah um but moving on from that, let's get to what we came here to talk about today. And that is John Wick 3. Yes. John Wick 3 delivers like right out of the gate. And, um, you know, it's funny because you mentioned a little bit of backstory as we were talking ahead of time. And, and that's not why people go to see John Wick. No, but as a, as a film buff... I appreciate them throwing it in sure. there because I sure. do, I do appreciate like a little bit more meat it on was, the bone. It here. was just enough. Yeah. It was just enough to, to, to keep it cohesive and together. Um, but it was also just enough to where like, 
um, you know, we, we brought it up before, but like, you know, solo a star Wars story where you're getting, you're getting so much information on his backstory now that he no longer is this mysterious figure with a unknown past. Right. He doesn't, he doesn't carry the same weight anymore. Right. So I, I appreciated that with this, they give some backstory, but just enough to still keep you interested yeah. and still not it's still know. mysterious. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked that. Overall, what did you think of the movie? Oh, man, it totally delivers on what you expect. You expect these amazing fight scenes. And like you mentioned earlier, with the, all the behind-the-scenes stuff that we have access to now, um, I've watched plenty of YouTube videos of uh, Keanu Reeves doing his training, oh, of yeah. Halle Berry training, and just how impressed that they were with, I mean, because Halle Berry's not a spring chicken anymore and she is totally getting after it in, in her training. Well, neither's Keanu like, Reeves. <laughs> like she would, <clears throat> yeah, but he's been doing the John Wick training a lot longer. Yeah, and Matrix and everything. I mean, he has a, a more of an action and history. And she was doing these, you know, the jujitsu and the judo training. She would do nine and 10 hours a day. She's pretty great and in she, this. And, and her tenacity was like, I'm, I'm going to, you know, even getting flipped and thrown and, you know, beat up essentially. And she was like, I'm still getting after it. And she's doing dog training too. Yeah. Like which three was a, hours yeah. a day or whatever it was. And, and those dogs were incredible. Yes. And so it's amazing how much there's one shot in it um, where they're in Morocco or Casablanca. I mean, I guess it's kind of the same place. Yeah. Um, the city in the country. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, there's, it's kind of, it's not a really, really long single shot, but it, it's like her, she's, she's sitting against a pillar and then she's, she's shooting guys and stuff. And then it's, but it's hanging on, it's the same take. And then you see that like she cues one dog, the dog runs up and gets somebody and it like the camera moves with that. And then it comes back to her and then cues the other dog and it moves. And, it, and it's, it's really cool to think that like, Man, that's a lot of ambition for yeah. that shot. Yeah. Because you're doing a single take, not with just actors and right. squibs and explosions yep. and whatever. You're doing a single take now with real dogs. Right. Yeah. Like, I, there, I don't know if there was ever a moment where the dogs looked like CGI to me, like where no. they were clearly fake. I'm pretty sure they were almost no. always real every single time they were on screen. I would be surprised if the dogs were CGI. Yeah, there's maybe one moment that I, I won't bring up because it is kind of a spoiler that they probably just out of safety did it oh, with CGI. Right. Yeah, but, yeah. but besides that, then yeah. I, I love that about this series that there is so much like real to it, like actual just in-camera trickery that they're using Yeah, that I thought was great. Um, it's in the trailer, so it's not really a spoiler, but the horse riding... Mm-hmm. Um, where we, we, he's getting chased by a couple of motorcycles and he kind of takes care of them. That's that felt like the weakest to me. Um, the CG, like the computer compositions, were very apparent to me in that. I mean, I know mm. it's super hard to have a horse knock into a guy on an actual motorcycle and then fling him into a truck or whatever, you know. Yeah. But uh, that was the weakest, I think, moment. And there is there is a, another well, horse moment when, right yeah, before when, that. When, yeah, <laughs> before I, he takes I, off on the horse. I, I, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil that because it is hilarious. It is awesome. Um, but that was obviously you know not real either. But yeah, um, that was that was pretty evident that it wasn't. Yeah, but, but I was okay with but it. But you're in the moment just, because yeah. it's so funny <laughs> it and ridiculous. Great. It was great. And yeah, the the thing with the first the first movie is very grounded. It feels like it's a very kind of 
I don't want to say run of the mill, but it's a straightforward, like assassin movie, right. you know, yeah. action movie. The second one ups the stakes a little bit on ridiculousness. Uh, and then this one, it just goes full bonkers in a lot of ways, but in, in, a, in a grounded kind of way that I yeah. still was like, Oh gosh, you know, um, or I wasn't like, Oh gosh, because a lot of times they'll do like, um, well, it's, this is a, the matrix issue is the first matrix is almost everything is done in camera realistically. And then the matrix reloaded. He has that alleyway fight with the, the hundreds of agent Smith's right. and it's CG and it's right. obviously CG Yeah, really rough. And oftentimes that's what movies will do is they'll up the next one with the ante of just relying on computer animation. These have never really done that. Right. They've used it where it needs to be, but never like, Oh yeah, let's just do that all in, in the computer. Well, in a lot of the fight scenes, I mean, he, he's done 90% of the fight scenes. Like he's not relying on a stunt double right. to, to do most of it. And it's really awesome. It's really like obvious mm-hmm. too in camera. Like when you're watching yeah. it, you're like, that's his face. You know, oh, you yeah. can see him doing it. And the one thing that I love about this, and it's kind of the, it's the diehard mentality where like John McClane and Die Hard, he gets tired and hurt and exhausted throughout it. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, a Sylvester Stallone, like, you know, first blood or whatever, where, he, you know, he gets shopping and he's still running on. Right. Yeah. And acting like nothing ever happened. Yeah. He like John Wick in this is like Keanu gets exhausted. Yeah. Like, like he's, in multiple like, moment, <laughs> moments, he's sitting on the ground like, uh, yeah, he's a real person. Yeah. yeah. It, that, and I feel like that helps ground it a lot. Yeah. Um, and then also um, the thing that's great about it is like the fighting style is what would actually happen. It's not like, it's not like movie fights where it's just super um, straightforward choreographed, like fist to fist. Like there's some nut shots in this thing, like a lot, like you would, you would fight, you would fight like that. <laughs> sure, though. Absolutely. If it's up to your life, yeah, you're definitely fighting like that in yep. real life. And it made sense. It's like, yeah, this is, this is what this would really be. Right. Um, but let's, let's talk about kind of the, the beginning of this. So it, it picks up right after the second one. Mm-hmm. I mean, immediately. Right. And he's about to be excommunicado and he's got an hour left an yeah. hour and he's running through New York city. Yeah. And yeah. he tries to take In a the cab, rain. which is hilarious. Cause yeah. as soon as he got the cab, I was like, this isn't going to work. It's right. New York. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? He's going to waste his whole hour yeah, just, just sitting, sitting in here. the cab. Yeah. So, um, then he drops the dog off, which is great. Um, but the, the doctor, scene is great with that it's just the world that building. was hilarious the uh, world building yeah. is so good yeah dude, so the funny moments was the big surprise for me there was a lot like yeah. i mean <laughs> the the sitting in the audience reaction was 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 par- partially hilarious too because so you, awesome you're to like he's like audience. oh I mean, yeah. I went, you know, and ju- I mean, and you weren't afraid to react. No, yeah. because and everybody you, else was. Yeah. And it was cool. Um, <laughs> the, there's, there's a scene that I want to talk about in spoilers. Okay. That the audience was just insane with. And yeah, this is, if you can see this in a theater with a bunch of people, it's awesome. Yeah. As soon as possible before. Yeah. Before you, it's out. Before you get, you know, everybody else's blown it for you i mean even then they're still not gonna blow it for you i mean yeah you just gotta see it you'd gotta see i don't care what spoilers you 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 hear about or yeah it's just yeah there's not really (laughs) any major spoilers but maybe one but yeah it the choreography is incredible the cinematography is incredible these movies always look amazing yeah 
Yeah, the color. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. fantastic. So I mean, they shoot them all on Alexa. Um, that obviously shocker. Yeah, but I mean, this, it's just a, they're beautiful. Yeah, every single one of them. Uh, a lot of LED in this one. I yeah. noticed um, I, even yeah, some LED walls, yeah. which was really cool. Yep. Um, but overall, like this is one of the most consistently high caliber like franchises I've I've, I've yeah. seen. Just get, it seems to get better and better, at least in like the the filmmaking aspect of it yeah. um, from movie to movie. Um, I, I think I appreciate maybe the, the story a little bit more in the first one than the other, than these two, but overall, like the filmmaking is just amazing. And, and the consistency of Keanu Reeves is incredible. Yeah. And uh, the supporting characters are, are interesting and fun and, and dynamic. And they have layers in this one that they, yeah. you know, they move forward with and, yeah, uh, I, I don't think we can really talk more about this besides getting into some spoilers that aren't really, they're not major like plot spoilers, but they're yeah. moments that I feel like well, if you didn't are see. Are there any real major plot spoilers? Just I mean, the one. seriously. Just the one. Yeah, because, I mean, you don't, I mean, <clears throat> the bottom really line plot, is, yeah. is this a John Wick film and there's amazing fight choreography and it delivers 100% on that. So. Yeah. Go see it. Yeah. Go see it and let's get into spoilers. All right. Spoiler alert. Boop, boop, boop. Spoilers ahead. If you have not seen John Wick 3 Parabellum, please push pause on this podcast. Go watch the film and then return to this time code and continue to listen. Until next time, or until you get back, we'll see you then. Boop, boop, boop. Spoilers ahead. <laughs> <laughs> You know you love it. <laughs> oh my gosh! So spoilers. It's a it's a it's a significant warning. It they is. They have plenty of time. Plenty of time to click off. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um. Holy crap! The knife museum <laughs> oh, fight dude, scene that was amazing is incredible. Uh. So that is that is worth the cost of admission oh, yeah. just for that scene alone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the whole theater was just like, yeah. what? Oh, uh, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> yeah. oh my god! The moment, the moment yeah. they both they both paused. The guy he looked behind him, and then he was like, they both whoop, and they yeah. were like, yeah. oh, <laughs> and then and then he's just awesome. throwing them. He's just throwing them. He's got like nine uh, yeah. in one guy, and then he yeah. hits him in the head. The whole, oh yeah, and then the, the knife hits room. the other guy, and he pulls that out, and he's using. Oh, oh my dude, gosh, it was, uh, the, it's it's so and it's awesome, and it's quick. Yeah, and it's so. I mean, it's violently quick. It, yeah, and oh my goodness, there's so much that's happening, and and so much great. Th- moment like movements blocking and, and everything yeah and yeah. just how everything's like the choreography in that whole scene is just amazing and it's and he's not superhuman no like he gets hit which is you know okay this is good yeah he gets hit and it slows yeah. him down and the thing that i liked about this um that maybe i just didn't notice as much as in the other two is like as the movie progresses, he starts fighting like slower. Yeah, because he's getting t- more tired. Because yeah, he's older. <laughs> yeah, he's older, and he's been shot and stabbed, and yeah, and, it's, and he's emotionally distraught. Yeah. his wife is gone. His dog is gone. Yeah, and he's got to go mean, through a double cross and, at the end and, there. And, and he's got, and his car is gone. I mean, oh, the car. Come on, oh, man. It's more I mean, than a, more than just a dog, right? It's a car. Okay, that that was a great. It's really good. That was a great. He shot my dog. Yeah. I get it. I get I it. Feel <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> when the I know. I got it. Alex. He shot your dog. So I think I, speaking back to the this, this CGI dogs, I think that that was probably the only one that I noticed 
that I think was CGI of that oh, dog okay. getting shot, like falling down mm-hmm. um, just because it, it felt a little um, artificial. Like the, I, yeah, the falling I wasn't, down. And I wasn't they're, they're not going to actually squib the dog, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but the good thing about it is they shoot the dog, but the, the dog is wearing armor Kevlar and it's fine. Yeah. yeah. So I, when it happens in the theater, I'm like, Oh no, you're not going to do it again. Like, come on, man. Right. Yeah. When that happened, and then she bent down. I'm like, oh, this is going to be bad. Yeah. And then and then it looked because I didn't I couldn't see what she was pulling off. It looked like a piece of gum. Right. Because the the bullet had been all mushed in and which yeah. makes sense. But I'm like, why is she pulling gum up? I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. OK. Yeah. And, and then because <laughs> the, the at, at first you're like, oh, OK, she's down to one dog now. Right. And then the other dog, then she's calling on the dogs during the fight. And it was like, oh, oh, that's right. That was a bullet. Okay, cool. Yeah. She, he didn't get hurt. Yeah. The, the, I liked the Morocco Casablanca scenes. Yeah. It felt like a nice change of pace to like kind of separate the movie. Cause the, all the other two were basically New York and then uh, Italy is I think the second one where he goes to Italy to kill uh, the, the, the high table girl. I can't remember. Oh, um, or Russia or I, I can't remember where they go, but anyways, to take care yeah, of that. And then, um, that's, I don't think it's in New York also, but anyways, doesn't matter. So no, but the walk in the, where he's fighting the, the, the dudes walking into the Morocco situation. And then he, he got a, he got a pass. Oh, right. For, and then it was like, but he's excommunicado. And then he hands the knife to the guy. Yeah. And the guy's like, thanks. <laughs> every time, every time he like spares somebody, I just feel like they're like, Oh, whew, thank God. You know, like they're just mm-hmm. so relieved that they didn't have to be killed by John Wick. Right. And I, I, that was one part of this that I absolutely loved was like, the fanboyism mm-hmm. of almost every other right. assassin all in this. The, yeah. They're like, they're also it, respectful a, of him. It's such a and, pleasure to meet yeah. you. And Mr. The, two, Wick. The, the two guys that have the knife fight at the end that he right. lets live. Um, so they're actually two actors from um, another couple of movies called the raid and the raid two, mm-hmm. which are very much similar to the John Wick movies where they're just the real action in camera, crazy uh, martial arts and moves and stuff. So the uh, the director and Keanu Reeves were big fans of these guys, so they brought him in just for this movie. Oh, cool! So it was cool to see those characters live on. So like they might be in the fourth one, yeah, or or so. And um, wait, what? What? Yeah, there's going to be a fourth one. What did you just say? Yeah, and I loved that. Like the they were like, it's an honor, Mister Wick, to to fight you. And, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then the one so guy great. from Iron Chef, you know, he's like, "Oh man, you're not disappointing." Like right, he's yeah. so impressed with him still, yeah. and yeah, it's just the Baba Yaga, you know, and uh, Angelica Houston in this, yeah, um, very small role. I thought she'd be a little bit bigger actually, but yeah. um, great character yeah. development there, yeah. and and again more backstory and plot to John Wick that I appreciated, even if it was just a little bit. But here's here. Um, here's a, a tip. Don't mess with the sushi chefs. Oh no, dude, they'll get you. Dude, those guys, cause they were the sushi guys right. and then they ended up like wiping out like some serious, yeah. like cartel, you know, the, the Russians and yeah, you know, and the, the, and the homeless guys the, yeah. or whatever the homeless. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Lawrence Fishburne's crew. And I mean, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the plot points is, uh, or spoilers is Ian McShane's Winston turning on him at the end. Yep. I really liked it though, from a story aspect, because you had no 
lead up at all to it. And that was very out, like not by the books. But did he really turn on him? I think he did. Um, he looked scared at the end. Like he knew. I think he was selling it to the adjudicator. But I even don't. after she left, he had like kind of like a, a worried face. I I don't know. Maybe I, that was just I me. I'd have I to think, watch it again. I think that was a setup. I think okay. he, I think he he did that. How could you know that he was going to survive that fall? Though you couldn't, because he's John Wick. He's I mean, like, Bobby come on. Yeah. yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe <laughs> maybe you just assumed. And because it's only the only reason why I think it was a setup is because of the dialogue between the judicator and Winston afterwards, when when she's about to get in the car and then goes to actually look to see that he's still splattered. Oh, and he's, he's like not really surprised not, that he's gone, and he's not there. Yeah, and, and he. Doesn't okay. he was like, you know what I mean? Like he was like, hmm, yeah, that's maybe you're right. Maybe so you're right. I, I think I think he was in on it. It was the moment before that right, that right. it was a made surprise. Me think that it, it was, was like, Wait, what? Yeah, because even John Wick is like, what? Yeah, because John didn't take the opportunity to kill him when he was sent by the high table right. to do the whole thing. Yeah. It's a whole thing. And that's that, and the one thing that I wanted to see in the whole film that I didn't get, which I'm hoping comes in round four, is that somebody put a bullet in the judicator. Like, dude, I really they, liked her though. I yes, the, but the character she represented the high table, right. and it was like we're this is we're now taking a stand against the high table. Let's take down the high table. Uh, it feels like I a, mean, yeah. I'm like, dude, d- someone take her out. She's calling well, it was the a, shots. It was a really smart no pun story, intended. like a plot point. Not not a plot point, but it's a really start like smart like story point. Yeah, I feel like because every single time, or even just like an editing and and just progression, like every single time she's on screen, like my tension goes up. Oh yeah, because I'm like, is she gonna kill somebody or is someone gonna kill her? Yeah, every that, single time. Uh, that's what I was. And it doesn't for. happen. It doesn't. And I, but I liked that because it, I, I wasn't. I'm okay. I wasn't disappointed because it sets up what's coming next. Right. I was disappointed because I want, she's like, Oh, I just want to punch her in the face. Like some John, yeah. John, come on. I know. Put a bullet but in her. Do you think, do you think <laughs> the judicators like, do they have assassin experience or are they basically lawyers? That's a good question. So I is, don't know, in the but fourth I mean, one, is her, he going to have to fight like she, a whole building full of judicators? She had the whole, she had a resolve that could that I mean, I mean, I guess maybe it's just what she represented and yeah. that's why they didn't want to, because if you kill her, you're basically killing a member of the high table, maybe. Yeah. You're a representative of the high table for yeah. sure. Anyways, crazy, crazy world building still. It, it Just when you think that there's not really anything else they can do, they add a lawyer and it's actually dynamic and interesting and I appreciated it. And um, talking more about the action, because that's what this movie is. Uh, the action in this is amazing. The knife fight museum at the beginning is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the bridge motorcycle scene, which is uh, heavily influenced by a, I think it's a Korean movie, I might be wrong, called The Villainous. Um, that movie, if you look that up on YouTube, uh, Villainous motorcycle scene, just look that up. It's amazing some of the editing tricks and camera work that they did for that movie. And, and uh, to see it kind of paid homage here in John wick three is uh, it's awesome. It's really cool to see. And then the, Oh gosh, what is the, what's the guy's name that um, the iron chef actor? Um, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to butcher this Mark DeCosco's. 
Yeah. Is the Iron Chef guy. And he's actually a, a real martial artist in, in real life. Yeah. He was fantastic. Uh, yeah. I mean, Mark, Mark Dacascus is so good in this and like the humor moments and, and like <laughs> the, the, like the quips and he, that he says. And he's fanboying too. Oh yeah. Which is great. It's hilarious. And, and his quick, like goes from that stereotypical like accent when he's at the sushi bar to mm-hmm. then once he knows who the adjudicator is, he's like, wow, you guys showed up fast. Like he goes to yeah, straight yeah. to his American accent. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it's, it's great. And the fight scenes with them and the knives, there's a lot more knives in this than guns, which I, I thought was awesome. Yeah, it was great. It knives, makes it totally different swords, than the other two. Yeah. I mean, there were, there's yeah. all kinds of different, it wasn't, uh, we're just, it's just a, a lot of, and I think Keanu coined the term gung fu. Yeah. Um, you know, which, I mean, there are a lot of guns and that type of thing, but it, it's just well done. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's such a great, it's not all one element and yeah. Well, it's a really good story point to have. Like he doesn't, he, he keeping him from getting a gun for the first 15 minutes of the movie. I, it feels like it might be shorter than that, but every time he gets near a gun, he gets like kicked away or right. shot yeah. or something yeah. um, and he, or picked up by somebody else. And I thought that was really cool to like, okay, let's, let's take him, let's take away what he's the best with, which is guns yeah, and force him to fight however he can, which then leads into the, the knife museum and, and all this other stuff. And, and then the horse, and then he finally gets a gun and then, yeah. So, Oh, and then he like totally builds his own gun out of these old vintage guns and then shoots the one guy and the one guy, the one guy. And then that was it. Yeah, he, it takes a second to. Oh well, this this uh, this gun's barrel is plugged, so I'm gonna take the barrel from this other one and put it on this one, and then oh yeah, yeah, and the bullet didn't fit, and, and I got to right. figure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it cool. was great. Um, man, what else? What else about this though? I mean, we have the the Lawrence no. Fishburne twist, which is that now he's gonna now he wants to take down the high table with okay, John. Okay, so how does how does he went how does he survive the seven cuts? Well, it it looks like probably I mean I mean they were severe but not fatal. Mark Dukaska's knife fighting is very accurate. Yeah. Just like John's gunfighting. So But it wasn't it wasn't Mark that was sent to deliver was it? Yeah, yeah. He, Mark he, he was cuts the one him. Deli- yeah, he yeah. cuts his name his character's name is Zero in the in the movie too. Yeah. But yeah, he he cuts uh Lawrence Fishburne's character. I you know, I imagine it's, well, it's mean, seven cuts a, for a reason. It's a, not Yeah, it's symbolic. It's not killing. Yeah. Yeah. Just like um Angelica Houston's oh, sword gosh. through the hands. Oh, the the effect. Oh, <sighs> that just made me think of the knife fight in the last guy that he kills with the slow knife to the eyeball. Oh, and they show the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> the theater. The theater was oh, dude, groaning. I doubled over. Oh. I was like, oh, and it's then so bad. And then zero when he like sword through the head and the oh. sword comes out through the back. It's yeah. like, Oh snap. I mean, there yeah. were so many of those moments. The one guy jumps on top of the other guy's head and then slams the knife <laughs> yeah, into like, it. Oh, <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of that groaning. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh dude. The there's, groaning. There's one gratuitous, uh, gratuitous moment that, that my wife called out and she was like, yeah, I finally, I finally got, I felt like there was enough 
when they got to the the armor piercing shotgun moment. Oh yeah, and, and it was just the heads exploding yeah. over and over. She's like, yeah, <laughs> that, I think I think yeah. that's enough. Everybody, yeah, the first one, and everyone's like, oh, I know, and then it just kept <laughs> happening. But I, I I love that scene of just thinking of like he's. He's just kind of like uh, stunning them with bullets yeah, instead yeah. of killing each one. So yeah, you really only they have had like all this Kevlar armor. Yeah, and they there's only like 10 them, guys yeah. or maybe 20 guys, but he couldn't kill them right away. He had to like yeah. shoot them and shoot them, shoot them. Yeah. And then and put then, one in the neck yeah, and under oh, the helmet gosh. and in the eyeball. There's, and yeah. there's <laughs> a lot of those in this. There's a lot more clever moments in yeah. this than I think the second yeah. one had. Um, I appreciate them. Like just, you, you can feel them just, they're sitting in a room. Thinking, coming up with creative ideas and that was and here's one thing i appreciated about that when the high table sends two busloads of assassins that are fully armored because they know i mean they're coming in after john wick so it's like yeah. we, we we better bring the heat and they and they're completely covered head to toe in armor and they're not it's not like you know if you go back and you watch the matrix when he comes in and he's taking out people that that are wearing armor and that type of thing, they get shot and they die. It's right. Like, but that's not how it really goes. Yeah. And so I mean, the armor is a little excessive in this. He's shooting but yeah. with a nine or a 10 millimeter and it just kind of knocks them down because it would, but it doesn't, it doesn't stop them. Right. Which is realistic, which it was cool. I appreciated the, the attention to detail in that regard. It was like, oh yeah, we're, you're going to need to shoot them in the neck or under the armor somehow. And yeah. Yeah. Finding creative ways to, yeah. to have action beats and, uh, and, and progression is, uh, that's what this franchise is doing really well. Yeah. And so, you know, talking about beats, beat the action beats and then the rhythm, AKA rhythm of the film, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause that term beats has been coming up a lot recently for me and just different interviews and, and watching different films and really paying attention to the pacing and that type of thing. And, um, man, this is like a full on techno. <laughs> it is. I it's mean, like an hour and like, 45 <laughs> minutes of nonstop. Yeah. And it's, you're not resting. <laughs> no, Even though John no. wants to sit and rest. Yeah. He's like, and let me just lay here for a second. Let yeah. me just say, no, it's not, you're not going to get to do that. So I'm, I'm interested to see where this is going to go from here. I, I feel like I, I thought this was going to be the last one. Here's what's going to happen. I'm predicting it right now. He goes after the guy that's sitting above the head table that has his wedding ring because he, the reason why he wants to live is to mem, you know, remember his wife. Do, was that guy above the table? That guy's above the table. I thought table. he was on the table. No, that guy's the guy that sits above the table. Oh, I thought at the least guy, that's the way I understood. I thought it. the guy that Halle Berry took him uh, took John Wick two, and then he gets shot in the leg after he shoots the dog. Yep. I thought he was like the Winston, and then of that, yeah, he was the Winston the, of Morocco, right? Yeah. But then I thought the, I thought the guy in the desert was one of the high table guys. And we still haven't actually seen who's above the high table yet. I, I was. Was it the, the other way around? Was it I the would, guy that Halle Berry took? To, was he on the high table? And then the guy in the desert was no, above the high table. I don't know if the guy. I think the guy was was a, a Winston equal um, for for Casablanca. But I I I I under I was under the impression that the the guy in the desert was was the guy above the head. I'll have to watch it again. Table. Yeah. Um that that's be watching interesting. Watching it again is not a bad idea. Yeah, because I guess the only thing they didn't really 
Well, I guess that's not true because uh, Morocco. They, it was kind of like a Middle Eastern, Middle Eastern fighting style. We haven't really seen yeah. a whole lot of. Yeah. I mean, there was gunplay in the Morocco scene, but it, I, I'll be curious to see kind of how they play up if they do end up going that route where he goes to hunt the guy in the middle of the desert. Like, what I is think that so, fighting style? He has his wedding ring, and his wife is a big. It wasn't oh, yeah. just about the dog. Nope, it's about a car <laughs> and a wife. Yeah, the memories. Yeah. Well, that, I think that about does it. Man, yeah, does it? It's such a good movie, though. Yeah. Um, Deliver. It delivers. Gosh. It delivers. It delivers. It delivers. I mean, it, it, it meets every expectation and then some. Yeah. And just when you think, like, there can be another interesting way to have a gunfight, they get rid of the guns and they give you something else. Yeah. And it's it's so good consistently. And uh, I'm excited for there's going to be a TV series on Showtime, I guess, also kind of a tie-in. Really? Yeah, I think it's going to be called The Continental. Um, So I'm not sure which Continental it's going to take place from, but uh, that'll be cool. And Keanu is expected to kind of be in it a little bit, not not as a main character, but kind of in and out. Yeah, yeah. So it'll have something to do with that, and I'm excited to see that if they can keep the consistency of this style through. I mean, gosh, ten episodes a season. We'll see. Sure. It's awesome. It's one of my favorite series right now. And well, and nobody thought we would be sitting here with John Wick 3 either. No, no. It was a small movie in what, yeah. 2014 yeah. or whenever the first one came out. And here we are five years later, and it's one of the highlights of filmmaking, I think, right now. Yep. I think it really is. Um, the directors and or yeah, and, and the writers and, and Keanu and Halle Berry now and every, everybody. I think it just gets progressively better. And um, even the Bellman... Uh, the desk guy gets the concierge. Sorry, he gets yes. uh, he gets his his action scenes in this one too, and in his humor is great. It and is. Uh, I, I think it's just it's a great world building. Um, if if you want to look at world building, look at uh, look at John Wick and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and those are two really great world building movies, uh, mm-hmm. franchises, and and stories in general. Um, but other than that, uh, I think that about does it. Yeah. So now, now what what's next? Well, next week I think we're going to talk a little bit about pre cine gear yeah let's just dive into some gear and some things that we're excited to see and do and yeah like a little preview and then uh two weeks from now we're going to be at cine gear so we'll be a little late on the episodes uh coming out but we're going to have quite a few episodes dropping pretty quickly on each one yeah uh we're going to split them up into a few we have some interviews lined up uh we will announce those hopefully by the end of next week um that they are official and yeah, Cinegear. Yeah. I'm excited, man. Yeah, me too. I'm very excited. Okay, well, Eric, close this out. All right. Well, you can find Zach Abbott on Instagram at Zach Abbott. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Eric Thurston. You can find us on your favorite streaming platform um, hosted by anchor.fm slash the easy podcast. You can send us an email at theeasypodcastshow at gmail.com. There it is. Or find us on any of the social platforms, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube-ish. Yeah, and if you listen to, <laughs> if you listen to last week's episode, I put out some tweets to some articles we mentioned um, right. and a couple of other people to follow. So go check that out at the Easy, uh, the Easy Podcast, at yep. the Easy Podcast. All right, until next time. Have fun. Bye.